Welcome to Talking on Tap. In honor of Smart Drinking Week, I'm very excited to bring to you our very own Catalina Garcia, Global Director of Corporate Affairs at AB InBev, and Leslie Crutchfield, Executive Director of Business for Impact at Georgetown University. We are here today to discuss AB InBev's Smart Drinking Initiatives and the findings from the recent Georgetown University case study about our work. I'm your host, Elaine McCrimmon, Global Director of Reputation and External Engagement at ABI. We launched our Global Smart Drinking Goals, a set of programs and initiatives focused on social norms, consumer behaviors, and our own business practices in order to make a tangible contribution to the reduction of the harmful use of alcohol globally. These were developed alongside the public health community. At AB InBev, we committed to spending $1 billion over 10 years in dedicated social marketing campaigns and related programs. Our smart drinking goals reflect our belief in evidence-based solutions and that independent, rigorous and transparent measurement and evaluation are key to making progress. Recently, Georgetown University undertook a research project as part of its ongoing work to analyze corporate impact campaigns. Georgetown University's Business for Impact Center is one of the most distinguished academic institutions focused on how companies, nonprofits, and government leaders can come together to address critical global needs. So what did the study find and how can private sector, academics, government, and NGOs all work together to address the harmful consumption of alcohol? I'm so looking forward to this discussion. I'm very pleased to introduce to you Catalina Garcia, Global Director of Corporate Affairs at AB InBev, and Leslie Crutchfield, Executive Director, Business for Impact at Georgetown University. Kata, Leslie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Elaine, for this invitation. It's a great pleasure to be here and share with Leslie. I'm so happy to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. It's great to have you both. Leslie, let's start with you. Can you tell us about your role and Business for Impact at Georgetown University? Sure. Business for Impact is a center at the McDonough School of Business within Georgetown. And our mission is to try and unleash the power of the private sector to help people and the planet thrive. So we get to work with companies like AB InBev and companies across all different industries as well as nonprofits and government agencies to bring together cross-sector players to try and solve some of the big complex challenges that we face in our world. And we do a lot of thought leadership, publishing, writing, and research. We also work with students. And we really want Georgetown McDonough to be synonymous with sustainability, ESG, and educating the next generation of leaders who can balance that triple bottom line people, planet, and prosperity. Wow, people, planet, and prosperity. I cannot wait for the rest of this discussion, Leslie. Kata, can you tell us about smart drinking and our approach at AB InBev? Sure. Let me start by saying that smart drinking is a key pillar of our ESG strategy. We move from responsible drinking awareness to consumers' behavior change through social norms marketing. We promote responsible consumption because it is the right thing to do, and it is good business. Consumers are connecting more with no and lower alcohol brand as part of 
a much broader global consumer trend, which is health and wellness. So let me explain a little bit about our largest project that is focused on social norms marketing within this smart drinking strategy. Because social norms can improve the patterns of consumption, we decided to concentrate our efforts on shaping positive social norms using the power of marketing and the emotional connection our brands have with consumers. So in the last five years, we have invested around $450 million in social norms programs and also social marketing campaigns. These are not the traditional awareness campaigns other companies do, yeah. but a special type of marketing designed to reinforce positive behaviors. So that's in summary what smart drinking is. And can you tell us, Kata, a bit more about the work that we've been doing with Georgetown University in this space? Sure. After five years, since we launched the Global Smart Drinking Goals, we wanted to have a third-party review and assess our Global Smart Drinking Goals and our shared value approach, as well as offer recommendations for improvement. We asked the Business for Impact team at Georgetown University, as we know, one of the outstanding academic institutions focused on how companies, nonprofits, and government leaders can work together, led by Professor B. Novelli and Leslie Crutchwell, to assess our work. So we work together. We learn from Georgetown University many, many insightful things and recommendations. And we are starting to implement these recommendations that I can explain during our conversation. Yeah, I think, Leslie, you are best placed to really tell us what were the key learnings and challenges that were identified and the takeaways for our smart drinking work to date? Well, for the case study that we had the opportunity to research and write called ABNBev and Smart Drinking, we were asked by the company and the foundation to take a look at the first five years of progress towards the global smart drinking goals. So, of course, when under the previous CEO, Carlos Brito's leadership, there was a billion-dollar commitment to reducing harmful drinking by 10% globally within a 10-year period, the company was about five years in to trying to drive towards those outcomes. So we had the opportunity at Georgetown and the writing team, which included Professor Bill Novelli here at Georgetown and a member of our marketing department, Karthik Essawar, as well as Dr. Miriam Sidibe based at Harvard's Kennedy School, these three co-authors went about taking a look at the first five years of progress. So as we studied the progress of the company and the foundation during those first five years of the Global Smart Drinking Goals journey, one really key insight emerged from our research, and it's this. The company and the foundation were really using all the tools at the disposal of AB InBev and the foundation to try and achieve those global smart drinking goals, right? So traditionally in a corporate foundation, you might see a company making philanthropic grants to charities, you know, in the locations where you have operations and doing good work. But in this case, you see the company making changes to the products themselves, right? Introducing yeah. lower and no alcohol beers and using the business model to try and promote smarter drinking behaviors among consumers. You saw the company engaging in social marketing campaigns, as Kata just mentioned, trying to change attitudes and awareness around what's cool and what's appropriate. And the company making generous philanthropic giving in cities and in communities. 
So it's that combined effort of using both, let's call it the commercial side of the business, as well as the philanthropy and the traditional CSR approaches that give you much more power and progress towards achieving your goals than if you just tried to achieve your goals by giving out grants and doing more traditional CSR approaches. So really trying to have more of a multi-pronged approach. A question for both of you, how can NGOs, academics, governments, and private sector really work together to address the harmful consumption of alcohol? Leslie, let's start with you and then Kata to address this particular collaboration. Well, the first thing is cross-sector partners need to be willing to come to the table and collaborate. So this is something that's traditionally been very hard for industry and public health in particular to do, right? In previous times, you had almost, you know, antagonistic relationships between consumer advocates, public health advocates, and industry, right? What industry was only about profit and self-gain and public health guarded the public health. In the past, those were very distinct roles that started to blur. And through our view, we saw AB Bev and its executives really trying to step over that divide and say, please, you know, to academics, to policy leaders, come in, help us understand what we're doing, help us understand how we can do this better or differently. And that is very rare, right? For industry to say, come in, we'll bear our souls and help us. And, you know, in the beginning, I think it was hard because public health leaders are skeptical, they're wary. And so you have to build relationships and trust. And I think that through working groups and the task forces, the advisory committees, AB and Bev and the foundation really tried to create mechanisms so that public health and nonprofit and government leaders could yeah. feel comfortable at the table that they were not just being used for, you know, some sort of public relations gambit. Because this was clearly more than that. And we know that change in the social impact world, change happens at the speed of trust. So you have to take the time to build these relationships. And that's one thing we saw AB and Bev trying to do. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to be said for really building that trust, sustaining those relationships and having that common goal and objective, but it doesn't happen overnight. Kata, can you tell us about social norms marketing and the role of brands to reduce the harmful consumption of alcohol? You talked earlier about that emotional connection. So how can we use that for good? Totally. This is a project very close to my heart. I'm very passionate about what brands and marketing can do in connection with the consumers, with engagement, and really bring emotional connection with them. As you know, AB InBev social marketing campaigns are setting new standards and being recognized globally. In fact, Can Lions recognized four of our smart drinking campaigns in 2021, including one amazing campaign from Colombia, Aguilas Lead Responsibly, which used bottle caps to encourage responsible drinking behaviors such as eating before drinking and alternating drinks with non-alcoholic beverages and more. So each year, we host a social norms marketing competition that challenges our marketing teams around the world to develop even more impactful, lasting campaigns, as Leslie was saying, campaigns that are sustainable over time to change social norms and promote moderation and smart drinking. 
This year, for example, in the competition, more than 100 campaigns are being considered and we will select the winners by the end of this month. Yeah, I love that campaign. I really remember the Aguila Cap where you could get a free burger with well-known brands or a free ride home. And these were really consumer nudges. So Leslie, can you share some advice for other companies about implementing marketing campaigns to social drinking norms? One of the things AB and Bev did that was smart with their social norms marketing campaigns was really bringing the best of their marketing expertise, their consumer knowledge, their creativity across the brands and the regions with evidence-based practices from public health and social marketing experts for how to do this, right? So we know that it doesn't work to just tell a consumer, drink responsibly, right? Or overindulgence is bad for you. That doesn't motivate the consumer to do something different. And so maybe it really put creativity and market research and consumer behavior knowledge, working with public health leaders who really understand social marketing, like Bill Novelli and like Bill Zhang and Jeff French and others that have been part of the initiative on the scientific side, drawing on that expertise from those of us that have been working in the social sector and saying, okay, how can we infuse this into our campaigns? So that was one thing. And really understanding what motivates consumers to do things differently. So, you know, the fact that Avian Bev's brands in their markets have such affinity among the consumers, you know, and tying the brand to the pro-social, the healthier behavior is what convinces people, right? You already have that brand trust to actually take a change. Now, it's not happening across all the brands and every marketing campaign and every part of the globe that AB and Bev sponsors isn't using social marketing tools. But what we on the academic side and in the public health side would love to see more of that across more of the brands, of course. Leslie, I wanted to build on what you were saying on the role of brands to reduce harmful consumption. And I wanted to say that AB and Bev, we are a consumer-centric company. We want to serve the consumers the best way possible, understand their needs. So our consumers are very connected to our brands. This offers the opportunity to embed actionable messages of moderation and responsible consumption into the identity, the brand architecture and value proposition of the brand. So this makes it very, very natural to the brand to really promote smart drinking, engage consumer and influence behavior change. So this is really getting consumers to actually change with this creativity that marketing is putting into these incredible, amazing and global winning campaigns. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of creativity that goes in and really helps to build that connection and helps to really nudge consumers and ultimately change attitudes and behaviors. Leslie, can you talk us through the importance of the shared value model that you have in the study? Sure. The concept of creating shared value, which really was introduced by my former colleague at Harvard, Michael Porter and Mark Kramer from FSG, is the idea that companies can create value by competing and differentiating themselves by trying to solve social and environmental big complex problems through their business model, right? So creating shared value means creating shared environmental, social, as well as economic value for the company. Back to that triple bottom line, people, planet, and profitability, right? In the past, you know, you had this traditional approach, as we were talking about before, with 
philanthropy and corporate social responsibility. You used to think of corporate social responsibility as being the corporate foundation makes grants to nonprofits doing important work on the ground. But that's separate and different than the business side over here making money, producing products, right? And with shared value, you're integrating both. So how can, you know, the question for AB and Bev was how can we increase smarter drinking behaviors and decrease the harmful drinking behaviors, whether that's drinking and driving, binge drinking, the violence that can be associated with overconsumption of alcohol, youth consumption of alcohol, right? Which are all very harmful and can have ancillary effects. So how do we reduce the harmful behaviors and increase the responsible behaviors? So what you see AB and Bev trying to do is integrate into its business model by introducing, for instance, low alcohol, no alcohol, the NAB Lab products. That gives consumers choices. They're still buying AB and Bev products, but they have that lower or no alcohol content, which then reduces the risk of those harmful behaviors, right? Or with the social marketing campaigns, you're encouraging your consumers to drink in moderation for their own health or eat or alternate with water. Now, these kinds of marketing campaigns can be met with skepticism in the marketplace because, okay, why is a beer company trying to tell me to drink less beer? Uh, you know, it, it's not in your commercial self-interest. And that's why it's so important what Kata was talking about before. You're building into the brand identity that we care. We, AB and Bev, care about our consumers' long-term health. So it's more important for you to drink in moderation and enjoy it over a course of a life rather than you know, overconsume right now and be harmful to yourself or others. And that's an important distinction. So creating shared value isn't creating shareholder value and then giving away that value through your foundation later. It's creating the value by solving and trying to promote pro-social and pro-environmental behaviors while you're still selling your product and making money. But really, we think AB InBev is really trying to take the long-term view. And you see it in so many realms of the foundation and the company. It's pretty extraordinary. Leslie, on the research project, can you share a little bit more about how you assess corporate social impact campaigns at Georgetown University? Depending on the company's approach, in this case, because AB InBev was both using commercial vehicles to try and advance the global smart drinking goals, as well as traditional philanthropy through the foundation and through the city pilots, we really had to look at all different aspects. And our approach was really to interview and talk to as many stakeholders as we could, including from within the company, going all the way to the founding director of who really stood up the foundation, Scott Radson, and then Allison, who came yeah. in pretty early on in the process to marketing leads at the brand level, to the public health leaders that are the partners and serving on task forces and really trying to get a 360 degree view of what the company was doing and making recommendations to how the company had opportunities to increase their impact for people's health for the next five years of the campaign, which where I think the goal, Kata, if I'm not mistaken, was... 2025 was the 10-year mark at which you really wanted to have made some significant progress. Kata, turning to you now, with smart drinking being such a top priority for us, can you share more about our approach at global and zone level to promote smart drinking? Yes. At a global level, 
working with partners, we have produced lots of materials, toolkits, so that the zones can learn about how to bring smart drinking in everything we do. So besides the social norms marketing campaigns and these evidence-based initiatives that we are implementing and that we put together communities of practice so that everyone can join from different functions, from marketing, from sales, from corporate affairs, where we learn from each other, we share best practices, but also we bring to the table problems so that we can support each other with solutions. So that's what we're doing in our day-to-day bringing these guidelines, these methodologies, learning and sharing through these communities of practice that have been very, very successful. One of the other initiatives that probably have not mentioned as part of our social strategy is how we put messages on the label and guidance to provide actionable advice to consumers. For example, messages in all of our labels. We have 27 markets covering almost 50% of our global volume with these messages, with this actionable advice, which is alternate your alcohol drinks with non-alcohol drinks, plan for a safe ride home, don't drink and drive, don't drink if pregnant or breastfeeding, and so on. So this work with the zones and with the views has allowed us to really share, in this case of the labeling initiative, share what works, and we replicated, and now we can say that uh, we achieved 100% this goal. Yeah, I really see smart drinking as being one of those ways that we really bring our company purpose to life, that we dream big to create a future with more cheers. And it's great work that you're doing and leading at the global level and in the zones. So Leslie, last question to you. What advice do you have for companies wanting to have a positive impact in the world? With the work that you're doing at Georgetown, what's your final advice for companies that are listening? Well, first, set big goals and then go after those goals just like you would on the business side, right? So Baby and Bev set an ambitious goal. They committed a billion dollars and set a real outcome, a target reduce harmful drinking by 10% in 10 years. It was measurable, it was time-bound, and it created urgency and real commitment. That's one thing, holding yourself accountable to your impact goals, just like you do your business goals. And then stick with it, right? Avian Bev committed the resources, the staff, and the long-term commitment to trying to achieve the goals. Now, did the company and the foundation make as much progress as it wanted to make within the first five years? No. I mean, it takes a long time to build those relationships and things change. People turn over. So that's why you got to stick with it. A decade sounds like a long time in a corporate setting where you're doing quarterly profit reporting, right? But when it comes to social change, changing the way a population of people thinks about a behavior or a product That takes time and persistence. So my second last piece of advice is just know that the pace of change and the pace of work when you're crossing from the commercial sector to the nonprofit world is different, right? Because in the public sphere, you got to be democratic. You've got to involve all stakeholders. You've got to bring people along. And that just takes time. You don't have the kind of control and accountability like you do within a company, right? Where you can set quarterly goals. You can hire and fire people if you're not meeting goals. But as Kata was saying before, the company alone cannot achieve safer drinking, smarter drinking, right? You have to do that in partnership. So that means you've got to persuade and be patient. And it just happens at a different pace. So being patient, 
being persistent, but not losing sight of that big, hairy, audacious goal, as Jim Collins, the great business management author would say, would be my advice. Great advice, Leslie. It really reminds me of the phrase, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. Thank you very much, Leslie. Thank you, Kata. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Thank Thank you so much. So there you have it, the power of collaboration. It is amazing to witness how the intent is not only to use the knowledge generated by this work to improve our own efforts and business practices, but also to share what we've learned with others. That just leaves me to say a big thank you to Catalina Garcia, Global Director of Corporate Affairs at ABMBAV, and Leslie Crutchfield, Executive Director of Business for Impact at Georgetown University for being featured on our podcast. And of course, a big thanks to our listeners. If you'd like to learn more, please tune in to Georgetown University's podcast, The Business of Impact. And if you'd like to learn more about our work, please visit ab-inbev.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. And if you think others will enjoy it too, please share. We are AB InBev. This is Elise Puma from the AB InBev legal team. This podcast was recorded and is being made available by AB InBev solely for informational purposes and is general in nature. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast, including by speakers who are not officers, employees, or agents of AB InBev, are not necessarily those of AB InBev and may not be current. AB InBev does not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the content contained in this podcast. Nor does AB InBev offer any sort of legal, financial, or other advice in the podcast content. Any liability, therefore, is expressly disclaimed. Certain of the statements may have been forward-looking in nature and based on current expectations and views of future events and developments of the speakers, and are naturally subject to uncertainty and changes in circumstances. AB InBev does not undertake any obligation to provide any form of update, amendment, change, or correction to any of the information, statements, comments, views, or opinions set forth in this podcast.